Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and I'd like to welcome you to today's broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming to you from the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series today by rejoining my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, in a Sunday sermon he delivered on 1 Samuel chapter 1. When we left off last time, Hannah, the future mother of the prophet Samuel, was seeking the Lord at Shiloh, petitioning him for a male child because she was barren. When Eli, the high priest, sees her lips moving as she fervently prays with all her heart, he jumps to the wrong conclusion that she is drunk. Let's pick up the sermon as Pastor reviews another instance of a similar reaction to godly communion, but this time from the New Testament. Remember in the book of Acts, how in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, the mighty beginning of the church, in verse 1 it said, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they, the disciples, were all with one accord in one place. And then down in verse 4, And they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And then down to verse 12. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What could this mean? And verse 13. Others mocking said they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of this day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. The coming of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost, with signs and wonders, these people filled with God's spirit, they prophesied, they spoke in tongues, some marveled, others mocked. And when they made fun, they said, they must be drunk, just like Hannah here, who Eli assumes, because of her faith, she must be drunk. Verse 14 of 1 Samuel chapter 1. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. And here he's acting as a religious leader. He's going to convict her. He's going to challenge her sin. How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. And yet he's wrong. Too bad he did not use this element of rebuke, which religious leaders should. They should tell people when they sin not to sin. But too bad he didn't use this to his own sons. We'll see that as we read on. His own sons, who are priests, 
are sinning in a much greater way than he thought Hannah had ever sinned, even though she didn't. How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Verse 15, But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul, poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Or I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Now obviously the way she answers him in verse 15 and 16 makes it clear, the clear words that she's not drunk, that she has all her mind, that she's in control, and she's thinking very clearly. And it becomes clear to Eli that he was wrong. And so in verse 17, that Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. She knew that she had the answer to her prayer when she receives the blessing from Eli. She's a woman of sorrowful spirit. She's crying out out of the abundance of her grief. And he sees it, and he gives her the blessing, go in peace. The God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. So he knows that God does grant the petition. And even though Eli has problems in his house, God hears Hannah's prayer. She'll conceive, we'll read, and she'll have Samuel. One whom we saw last time, God considers on par with Moses as a leader. We read that in Jeremiah. And he hears Eli's benediction, Eli's blessing. Not so much because of Eli, but Eli is in a position of high priest, and it brings honor to the position of the priesthood for God to hear his prayer. Sometimes people in religious leadership don't deserve that position. But God will still work through them. He'll work through their ministries. The Spirit will anoint what they're doing, even though they themselves are not deserving, because at least it's in the right place. Remember, we've read about Dan, how they have pagan uh, false copies of the tabernacle. We saw Micah with all his household idols. At least these people are going to the right place. They're going to the Ark of the Lord. They're going to Shiloh. They're recognizing the priesthood that came from Aaron. They're listening to the law of Moses. So even though it's not perfect, God can use it to bring glory to his name. And he can work through an Eli. And the blessing spoken is heard when he says, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And that tells us something very important about heavenly authority. God is in control of this whole thing. Remember, he's the one that closed the womb to begin with. He will bring about his will, and he will use the instruments before him to bring about his perfect will. We're never to give up on prayer. 
In James chapter 5, verse 16, it says the effective, fervent prayer. Was this a fervent prayer by Hannah? Certainly, right? From her soul, from her spirit, she's praying out to God. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. This good woman before the Lord was praying, and God hears her prayer. The Lord Jesus taught us in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18. It says in verse 1, Then he, the Lord Jesus, spoke a parable to them. And Luke gives us the reason for the parable right here in verse 1 of Luke 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. The purpose of this parable was to tell us, don't give up praying. Always ought to pray and not to lose heart, saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? If the unjust judge hears this woman's request, not because he cares about God, not because he cares about man, just to just get rid of her and give her justice, how much more will the just God, the one who is all justice, how much more will he hear our prayers? when we persist in prayer. And sometimes it might seem like a long time. But God desires to hear our prayers. He desires to answer our prayers. And he says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Will he find such faith as this when he returns to the earth? The faith to persist and to persevere and to keep believing the Lord to understand our lack and believe him for great things. He told this parable to them that they always ought to pray and not lose heart. Now, when we persist, persistence in prayer, fervent prayer, we don't give up. That does not mean we get upset. That does not mean we become paralyzed by the situation we're praying about. It does not mean we become anxious or nervous. Some people feel that unless they're anxious and nervous, they don't really feel something strong enough. That in order to show how much this means to them, they somehow have to fall apart because of it. Doesn't mean to be persistent, to be fervent, to keep going before the Lord like Hannah that we need to become so anxious and nervous that we lose the testimony of what it's like to be a believer. Paul tells us clearly 
in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So Paul's telling the same thing. Pray, pray. By prayer, everything you pray, with supplication pray, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. But he says, be anxious for nothing. So fervency, zeal, continual going before God and praying and seeking the just God does not mean we become anxious or nervous or paralyzed or upset. It means just speaking out of our heart, praying out of our soul, having a conversation with our Heavenly Father, and believing, as Hannah believed, that if we ask Him, He can, He has the power to bring about the answer to our prayers. Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition. Peace, the peace of God. Philippians, he goes on to say, Paul says, be anxious for nothing, verse 6, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then he says in verse 7, and the peace of God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is a good point at which to leave the sermon. If you would like to write to us, you can reach us at Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. For Sunday service, we meet in Madison, Connecticut at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane at 10 a.m. Please join us next time for Shear Jashub.